clocked out before. The time is 1893, and novelist and inventor H.G. Wells invites you to join him on a flight from London to San Francisco. In under a minute, you will be transported to a bizarre and fantastic new age. For H.G. Wells, the modern world offers a spectacular array of revelations, embarrassments, and delights. Well, hello there. Hello. What's up, Doc? I beg your pardon? You were saying, where to? Uh, could you please take me as quickly as possible to the Hyatt? But Wells has not come here as a tourist. His visit will be somewhat more dangerous, for he is pursuing Jack the Ripper, a villain who has eluded his fate by escaping into time. 90 years ago, I was a freak. Today, I'm an amateur. <laughs> Throw me the key and I'll release the girl. On your honor, John, you have my word as a gentleman. I would have expected that you'd notice by now that I am not a gentleman. Say goodbye. Goodbye, Herbert. You haven't instructed him in the use of one of these machines, have you? H.G. it's checkmate and you've lost again. A romantic adventure, a breathless chase around the world and across a century. Time after time. Hello and welcome to Time Babble, where my colleague and I babble about films. Well, time travel films, or more specifically, films that generally mess about with the concept of time. The films will be a heady mix of highbrow and lowbrow, but the chat will probably end up heavily weighted towards lowbrow. This episode is about Time After Time, released in 1979. The film is directed by Nicholas Mayer, who has worked in movies, TV, and as an author. His first film writing credit was the little-known B-movie Invasion of the B-Girls, in which a mad scientist creates an army of femme fatales who seduce men to death. Time After Time, which was his directing debut, is all about good old chums H.G. Wells and Jack the Ripper. On the cusp of being caught, Jack nips off in H.G. Wells' time machine to create havoc in 1970s San Francisco. Herbert follows him into the future and manages to fall in love while in the pursuit of his murderous pal. The film stars Malcolm McDowell as Wells in a role he took to get away from being typecast as Caligula, which was also released in the same year as Time After Time. Jack, or Dr. John Leslie Stevenson, is played by David Warner, and according to Warner, the studio actually wanted Mick Jagger for the part. Mary Steenburgen as Amy, the not-so-mild-mannered bank clerk. This was only a second film after the Jack Nicholson-directed Going South. Her role in Time After Time is given a knowing nod in Back to the Future 3, with a similar plot device of falling in love with a man from a different time. As a side note, Time After Time was picked up as a TV option in 2016 by Kevin Williamson of the Scream franchise in Dawson's Creek fame. The series was cancelled after just five episodes were broadcast, even though a full 12 episodes were actually produced. And, um, did they film all of them? Yeah, apparently. And they, 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 so put, why, they put five out, and apparently it got so bad reviews, so ratings. Is it, is, does Dawson play Jack the Ripper? In a scream mask, yeah. In a scream mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's, well, that's understandable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure where that went. I'm not sure where that fits in, actually. If that where if that's if that's that can't be pre-scream, can it? Scream must have happened in 2016. Um, yeah, Scream just had an anniversary. I think it's actually doing yes, the rounds it's again. 25. 25 must be 25. Something like that. So probably a similar time, actually, if I could do maths. Um, uh, so, but I think it's pre pretty young versions of the characters um, in a sort of. Young Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's I think not great, is it? No. So I suspect I'm, <laughs> I I'm, mean, we'll get onto this. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, it, that's um that's um it's an odd spin off. I mean, yeah. I've, this is the second time I've seen it, I think. And it is it's kind of as fun, if that's the right word, as um I remember it, but also it's very 
Um, it's quite stagey as well, and it, it's because it's a three. It's a three. It's basically three people. It's very. It feels like it could be done on a stage. The musical. The musical. Not the musical. What are you talking no, I'm about? Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. like the Ibsen play or something. Like. <laughs> yeah. Or like um or um Beckett. Beckett. Oh, Beckett. Like Beckett. Beckett's wait, time wait after time. <laughs> Man, yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck life. Time. They're very little. They're very little. So this is the same year as Apocalypse Now and Alien. Oh, okay. Released. Nice, 79. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the, this is like a nice sort of trilogy of 1979 <laughs> classics. Yes. yes. You know, is there a, t- a time after time redux? I, I think there's several di- there's several director's cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's never been happy, cuts, and yeah. there's, there's about fourteen different versions. I think now fourteen <laughs> <laughs> that rival Ridley Scott's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of brutal murder, um, yep. as you know, we often as, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we start off in London, 1893. Now, <laughs> I have it under good authority <laughs> that Jack the Ripper was Aaron Kosminski, and. Yeah, I know. So, like, I don't know what's happened here. Dr. They're John got, Leslie not... Stevenson. Well, well, that freaks me out in itself, that name. It's like, it's John Leslie. <laughs> John Leslie Stevenson. Stevenson. <laughs> Brackets. Stevenson. But every time they mention his name, I'm kind of like, Blue Peter. That, like, I don't like that in the film. Oh, OK. <laughs> that breaks in. <laughs> but, yeah, going back to uh, Jack the Ripper, 18 minutes. So, this is, what? Five years after his five canonical murders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, this is um, his on-call on on murder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at which point we had uh, we have it under good authority that um, <laughs> he was in an asylum asylum and he died in 1894. Oh, not a, not a practicing not a practicing surgeon, just just milling around, killing people on well, his no, way to no, a dinner party. I mean, he'd, he'd been caught by then, okay, because the police shuffled him away because yeah, yeah. he clearly got insane. And shuffled off. This is not the Death of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to get to the time stuff? Um, um, so well, I don't really understand why 1893. Because you, you could just pick the right year, couldn't you, and put that in? Yeah. But we know, but we know from how it opens up, this is something he's doing on a regular basis. This is well, yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. This, so, you know, he, yeah, so, so he is still doing it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, it, I mean. I mean, I don't know what I'm arguing here because it's clearly not based on reality. So, <laughs> yeah. or is it? No, it's not. Nothing um, based so, on reality. So, you know, I'm being unfair to it, but I don't know why they didn't pick 1889. It's a silly, it's a silly, easy mistake because 1893 is quite pivotal and is mentioned a lot. And it's, yeah. It's... There's no, I, I thought, well, I'll, I'll note that because there might be some reference to it and the reason why it's 1893. Oh, okay. A, a thing happened or, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jack, unless, Jack was that allowed out and went, Wales, to the, went to the zoo that, that day. Something happened in Wales life in 1893. But no, no, because he married in 1894, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so if, any, oh, so if anything, they've done it to tie in. Did he write the time machine in 1893? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, let's say yeah. Since well, well I don't before. I don't know if he I don't know if he wrote the book before or after he made the actual time machine. Or before or before or after he visited San Francisco. Yeah. So yeah. he might um, I would think after. Probably after. I mean he's got a lot more to write about, hasn't he? Yeah, well he knows now he knows by that point how many books he's written as well. So he needs to then yeah, go back and write. There's that museum, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The museum of uh, HG Wells Museum. That's, that's obviously in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that bit. Anyway, okay, so So the opening the opening scene, but yeah. yeah the meanwhile, opening scene. back at the opening London, scene. London, 1893. <laughs> um uh, beautiful rendition of an East End drunk prostitute. Oh, it's love... that is classic. Yeah, it's classic, isn't it? Yeah. All right, my love. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> and should have uh... <laughs> should have had that, that character all the way through. It's a shame she got murdered. Yeah, she got done murdered. Yeah. But this this kind of sets the tone for it. So it's kind of jokey, but then there's a brutal murder. Yeah, because it's it's played like every... It, oh, by that point, 79, but even by 79, I presume that, that it's almost a cliche version of you never see the Ripper. It's always the, the mysterious... It's point of view camera, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very... That, that, like Peeping Tom film and all that kind of stuff. It's it's shot, it, which I think is where before that, but it's, it's that kind of 
um it's shot in that sort of way of like who's it going to be it's like we know who it is even before we go in because you know it's it's already that's the whole point of the plot is who that is um but it's, it's done in that way so you don't get the reveal till actually after he's she's, he's done the murder and then we see david warner's face i think at that point yeah. but up to that point it's, it's done in that you never from his point of view kind of stands which is just yeah i don't really understand no um, Partly because they reveal who it is. I mean, this whole th- mystery of that, yeah, is, and then it's well, it's David Warner. Oh, is that? Yes, David <laughs> Warner. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah, they don't even hide. It's not even a mystery up to the point well, that we get to where he's because he's on his way to a dinner party while he's committing this murder. So he's got an invite to go to HG Wells' yes. house. Yes, he has. So on, on his now, way, just to... stop off, do a boot murder, <laughs> yeah. then it's tea time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, some, if you're a bit early and you've got some time to kill. Oh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, oh, time to kill. Nice. It's not, it's not, Why is it yeah, called time to kill? A time to kill. <gasps> is there a what? Why is it called time after time when the time to kill is for the taking? Yeah, and time after time isn't actually of any relevance to the plot line of this film. No, no. Okay, um, maybe we'll just refer to it as that then. Time to kill. Let's call it time to kill. Time to kill. Time Brilliant. after time, aka time to kill. Time to kill. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay, so he does he does a bad murder, and then and then like to accentuate that it is Jack the Ripper. <laughs> there's like a really sort of on the on the soundtrack. It's like a really bad ripping sound. It's like <laughs> yes, it is. Um, you know, it would again. It would be funny if it wasn't being the brutal murder of a woman. No, no, you can't insert comedy sound effects to that point. Yeah, which is what they're doing effectively. Yeah. Well. Well, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. it's it's it's, caricat- it's a caricature version of what's happening. It's a car, not a cartoon version, but it's it's almost. Yeah. So therefore, it's wrong. Um. But the, but then that that then cuts to the kind of like cliched instantly a London Bobby walks past as he walks away, <laughs> and we get yeah. we get the what the blime is going on here, and then oh my through, god, god yeah. blimey, governor! Thankfully, he's got enough blessed breath to blow his police whistle, but it's oh, it's yeah. it's every it's every like you say a Victorian. Jack the Ripper-esque cliche just happens yeah, it, within yeah, like five, yeah. ten minutes. It's amazing that they get everything in. Um, it's not that difficult, is it? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do we need to see him? Do we, do we need to see him rippering? Not really, no. No. But, I mean, I guess without it, you don't get the kind of, well, that he's a bad man. I mean, he's Jack the Ripper, oh, yeah. so you kind of assume that he is. He's a bit of a wrong one. Yeah. Yeah, he's a wrong one. Time! Oh, yeah. <gasps> what Mysteries and dreams. Listen to me! I did want the, so the dinner party itself that the Ripper's on the way to. Do we find out who the other people are? I don't know who the other people are that are at the dinner party. I think there's three, three or four other people. I did kind of work out that if it's if they were fictional people, we, we could have had a Sherlock... Of the same of the same era, we could have had a Sherlock, a Dorian Gray, and a Jekyll or a Hyde. Um, oh, that's the Invisible Man. <laughs> well, he was, he's, at, he's at every party. Oh yeah, how <laughs> yeah. would you know? Yeah, <laughs> who's stolen that wine? <laughs> oh, it's the Invisible well, no, Man well, again, see, is it? You see that going down, don't you? Oh, you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would. We, It'd yeah. be awful when he when he's drunk and he has he has a puke. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like you know, it's just out of <laughs> out of nowhere, just stream of puke. Somebody must have done that. Is that that must is that not even in the no, Paul, what do you mean? No, but is that not even in like the Paul Verhoeven one, the, the Kevin Bacon what, one? Stream of puke. Yeah, he'd have done he'd have gone for that. <laughs> I'd like to see it though. I yeah. mean they missed the trick. Something. I mean, not in this film, because it there is a one is well I, it might be in this film. I don't know. But I mean he wasn't in the credits. No, and then not his credit. credits might be invisible. True. So yeah, not even invisible man question mark as the actor or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, played by oh, I don't know <laughs> who was it. Yeah, Robert De Niro yeah. is the Invisible Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it would be a great puke if it was because he's a he's oh, a man, would have been out of properly would have, projectile puke. Yes, he would. He would have gone to the best, of, best of the best to work. That I mean, what, out. what's De Niro, has De Niro just done? Mean Streets. And ta- oh wow, taxi driver. 79. He probably yeah. Yeah, and that then, and then about right. the invisible man, the puke, <laughs> drunk, puking, invisible man. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't quite sure which way his career was going. At yeah, that yeah. Point. Well, he's I mean, got to try out everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually his career would go to, but that is basically what his career becomes. It, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's presaging it at that point. Yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. Bullwinkle and Rocky, or whatever it is. Um, so he's kind of <laughs> yeah. Rocky Bullwinkle. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find. I think you'll find. <laughs> 
Okay, so yeah, the Invisible Man, it, it's unclear whether he's there or not. So no, we, we're on. not one hundred percent. Okay, so. yeah, it could be. It could be Holmes. I had I wrote them down as they were um, dinner party toffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Like, <laughs> I mean. I mean. He's obviously he's waiting for his chum. He's waiting for for um, Doctor John. Lane yeah, they're, they're best mates. He's yeah, got yeah. no idea that he's a bad man. No. No. They think alike. They're they're basically the best of buddies. They chess. They're chess buddies. So that's how you know they're on the same level. Even though, yeah. even though the Ripper's slightly smarter than the man who invented a time machine. Yeah. I mean, there's none of that kind of, oh, yeah, uh, what are you good at? I'm good at um, uh, making a time machine to travel through time. <laughs> what are you good at? Murdering women. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, it's not quite they, on par. No, you would think at some point they would have got a little bit tipsy at one of these parties and the Ripper would have just gone, do you know what happens on the way here? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> And the Ripper will be covered in the Invisible Man's puke. Yeah, yeah. at that point, the Invisible Man goes... Time! I don't really know. Apparently, as well, I didn't realise this until I was looking into it as well, the the actual set piece and that that house that we were in in 1893 was, was... They tried to mirror the 50s time machine film, so that, that set... In Victorian London is 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 trying to match the uh, time machine film. So he does he yeah he show he goes downstairs into the basement and shows well, he, yeah once once the Ripper turns up he's very giddy and he wants to show off his new tie. John Leslie, John Leslie Stevenson, yeah, yeah 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 John Leslie when when um, John Noakes turns up yeah. Like a blue pink, blue pink, bunch. <laughs> and they have a, they have a quick game of chess or do they just have the one the obligatory I think one, one move like things like every time we meet we do one move to to, to, yeah, to realize like it's it's like it could be a thing. Through the movie, but it isn't. No, it's that kind of like we're dead smart because we play chess. Yes, and so they go downstairs, and uh, HG um, shows off his time machine. Yeah, look what he's built it there. I mean, look yeah. at my fancy time machine, and it is fancy. It's really nice. You no, know, um, he's done a good job of making that in Victorian London, but yeah, it's very bright. You know, and shiny. That. Right. You know how he managed to mould plastic. I don't know. I presume the housekeeper probably did a lot of the um, labour on it. Can you make this for me, please? <laughs> the Mrs. Yeah, Hudson no problem, type character, that. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> puts welding kind of gear on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she's done a good job. Yeah, she's been great. Not one credit. I no. mean, he's he's almost as bad as the Ripper. Typical. Yeah. You know, Ex- for his misogyny. Exploiting there. ladies. Yeah, exploiting, exploiting, exploiting his house. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then this is the point of the time bar where he explains there's a key. Uh, non-return there's key. There's a, a non-return key. Non-returnable key. And, and then a, a kind of a, a vaporizing, vaporizing equalizer. Equalizer, yeah, thank you. Uh, well, the vaporizing equalizer is to ensure that the man and the machine are kept within the same timeline. So that's basically to anchor sort of the human matter and the time machine itself, as far as I realise. Which non- is protecting him, because it, it says that it, when you're travelling through time, you're in a vaporised state. Yes. But the time machine, inside the time machine, you're being protected from it. Yes. Uh, from uh, drifting off into the whatever, into the, the void. Into the blah, 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 blah. Um, into the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And the non the non return key um, without this uh, the machine just returns automatically to its starting time if you don't have the non return key. Yeah, and it looks like a bit like a cocktail stirrer, doesn't it? So yes, it's, it's lucky they didn't go to Las Vegas in nineteen seventy nine. Otherwise, <laughs> they'd be like scrabbling around on the oh, floor looking. Wait, where, which is the non return? Oh, where is it? I've dropped all my red cocktail stirrers. <laughs> And as you say, at this point, he does explain these two keys. And I did, I did make a note that from this point onwards, you, you could then incorporate this as a drinking game throughout the film itself, that every time he mentions non-return key or the vaporising equaliser, you have to take a shot. You'd be quite drunk by the end of this film. Yeah, by the end of this scene. By the end of this scene, every time they say one or the other. The Invisible Man was. That's probably what game he was playing. <laughs> that's why he got so drunk. He does get drunk at parties, though. Yeah, He does, doesn't he? Oh, it's annoying. It just slips in, doesn't you know? You don't nobody, know. Nobody knows you. Yeah. All you know is that the drink's going faster, and nobody, nobody oh, else yeah. is getting drunk. Yeah. Before you know, if you've had that at parties, isn't it? When everyone's having a nice time, and you drink suddenly disappear. Like, Where's all the drink gone? Yeah, and there's a pile of sick in the corner, but nobody knows who did it. <laughs> all over the walls. <laughs> all over the walls. <laughs> nobody admits to it, and it's like, oh, invisible man. Um. Okay, so the uh, the police barge in. Well, they don't barge in. They knock. Do they break they, the door? They're no, they politely knock. It's, it's, a, it's a polite knock. I think it's like an inspector type person who's like, "Is the invisible man here?" Yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> look, him out. Look at the look at the walls. Who do you think did <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah. 
You think yeah. the Invisible Man would be a prime suspect for Jack the Ripper? That's why all those uh, all that wallpaper in Victorian England was so colourful. It's to hide all the sick stains of projectile <laughs> vomit. They just mould it in. They just mould it into a pattern. Yeah, that's how William Morris got his design ideas. He was like best friends with uh, the Invisible Man from being drunk at parties. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's a it's a polite knock. So we we know uh, the viewers know the murder happened uh, an hour or so ago, and that the police are catching up. Quite a lot of police barge into the ha- do barge into the house after they there's politely loads. knock. There's a there's a lot to check to see if they can find a a, a murderer. Not quite sure what how and what they're looking for in a sense. I mean, I mean, yeah, because they do they they know he's John Leslie. I don't think so. That's not. That's I don't not, think they do, do they? No. So well, if they, they do, well, if they, well, if they do, they could just presumably go to see John Leslie and arrest him at his house or his practice. It's on. It's in the. They're just searching houses in the area. I oh, think. okay. Yeah, yeah. Doing house to house. Yeah. So one at one at a time. Okay. Sixty-five different police officers run run through your house. Don't cool. don't, yeah. don't really do a thorough search. But again, I'm not sure what they're looking for. They don't actually question any of the people. I don't think. No. No. They don't speak to the toffs. No. They speak to the housekeeper. They don't really speak to even Wells or anybody. Um, the person that does speak, though, is the police constable, and he is a shit actor. <laughs> so, like, he has a line like, uh, we will round him up soon enough. <laughs> like, I mean, I've done a good job with that because yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a yeah. professional actor, as you know. I do know this. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, it is, it's terrible. It's a terrible yeah. line reading. No, it's, it's not, so yeah. Good. But it's produced, is that is that, an Amer- is that somebody from that America doing an English accent? Is it an English? Um, do, do, do they do they stick a governor on the end or apple, any apples and pears in it? Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm, so. I'm presuming it is filmed in America. I can't imagine that. Well, that's a set, isn't it? That the the, oh, the whole Victorian thing is. Oh yeah. Is a, no, oh, yeah. So I'm presuming. Oh, yeah. So I'm presuming. Obviously, the streets are almost like a Warner Brothers type set, isn't it? So I'm presuming yeah. the whole thing's probably shot in that America. Right, that that could be the reason then. So is somebody doing is somebody doing a Dick Van Dyke, yeah. Oh, if only. Yeah, but if it was only of that quality, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, I'm not yeah, in any way exactly. dissing the Which Van Dyke. No. Yeah. Don't don't diss the Dick. I would never diss the Dick. I presume one just of the regular um, coppers finds the finds the bag. Uh, does does he? Oh, do they just move? Oh, it's the landlady. Who finds, yeah, of course, because she's the most intelligent in the room. She's, isn't she's she? the only one because in the. She's, she's after, invented the time machine. After a busy day, manufactured it. After a busy day welding. Yeah. <laughs> she probably thought it oh, was really sweaty. She probably thought it was a tool bag, and she was looking for the yeah some of her equipment, welding equipment. Your welding equipment, yeah, to finish off to finish off the uh, just do a little um, bit of vaporizing yeah. equalizer, malaise. equalizer. But yeah, she she finds the bag and they open it up and it's got like um, a, a bloodied glove in <gasps> blood sodden. And I was thinking, like, uh, HG is typically, understandably, he's sort of horrified. Yeah. But, like, you would be, wouldn't you? Because it's like, it's got to be a pretty bad day when you've when you realised you've <laughs> you've taught Jack the Ripper how to use a time machine. <laughs> you've just been down, you're just showing off your new toy, thinking, yeah, it's like yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody getting a new stereo, <laughs> somebody getting a new TV or whatever. It's like, yeah. look what I've got, look yeah. at the new look toy. Look what I've got, it's oh, amazing. Oh, it's, oh, oh, oh no, I've told Jack the Ripper how to travel through time. So the time machine comes back because he ain't got return key. key. Non return key. It's in. It's we've ta- learned. It's in his pocket. Take in a drink. His pocket. <laughs> Take a drink. It's in drink. his drink. Yeah. Have a drink. Long Island iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> he's been coughing. <laughs> yeah. So you, the viewer, now have to take another drink. I think by this point it's your seventy fifth shot of whiskey as you're I think watching it is, the film. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, they're just really lovely lighting effects on it, and uh, and some kind of negative, negative uh, camera work. And um, yeah, it's quite enjoyable. It's nice. It, it reminded it reminded me of the Superman journey. It reminded me of the of the of the child of the child kind of travelling, and and in the way that it's 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 done purely through, like you say, light visuals. It's done through radio um, broadcasts and sound broadcasts. It's it's a very. I was also thinking it's not a it's not a trick you could get away with in a modern film. There's a lot of things that happen in this film that would just not hold muster in a modern film, um, but it's nicely done. It's it works. Quite, and it's, it works, and it's it's quite long. Yeah, it's, it's a long, it's a long, it's scene. a long journey through time. Well, and they kind of pick up loads of different. So you kind of pick up loads of different um, news broadcasts and sounds and soundscapes and stuff to 
get you from 1893 um, right throughout up to 1979. Yeah, so he explains he explains that. I did a bit of maths because he oh, explains okay. that it, the <laughs> the time travel machine it travels two years per minute. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in from 1893 to 1979, that's 86 years, which is 43 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think actually Malcolm McDowell mouths in the film, which is kind of neat. So, oh, okay. it, you know, they have worked it out, which is kind of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're not just bullshitting like they are with, you know, the yeah, original yeah. Jack the Ripper year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they did some or, maths or they on could that. have done it, it wouldn't have mattered, whichever. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that kind of works. Um, if he's got any sense, and he, we really, we know he's an idiot, so he wouldn't, <laughs> um, he would either go slightly backwards in time, as we know he can, yeah. to stop Jack the Ripper from getting into the time machine. In the first place. Stopping everything else in this movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back or, to that. We'll come back to that kind of thing as well a bit later. Or, yeah. We will. Yeah. Uh, or, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a there's an almost infinity of things that you could do with a time machine. With a time machine that he does not do. Yeah. If a... he just asked his housekeeper, "What do I do in this situation?" She would have been like, "Oh, we'll just go back in time, mate." No yeah. Problem. No, no, no. But he just say, "Ask her for a... yeah." He takes all her money. <laughs> so he, takes, he takes all her bloody money. He takes and, her and, and jewelry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we've got fifteen bob. Yeah. Thanks it for that. doesn't explain to me. If you just gone, oh, this is what's happening. You should have gone. Why you? Why didn't? As you say, why didn't you just go back ten minutes? Yeah, she's the intelligent one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrest my case, my lad. <laughs> no further evidence. But there, there, but there is also a nice kind of thing, which I presume also is is to do with the vaporizing equalizer and stuff, and kind of making that as a point that his glass is breaking the time machine, which is quite nice. So, so there's a, there's a, like a scene where when he's traveling in his long journey and his glasses kind of break, um, which has a nice, which, a which has a nice payoff, on, which is um, a nice that, payoff. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm making a presumption that's to do with the vaporizing equalizer. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. It's not an assumption, that's a fact. That is a fact. Everybody take yes, a drink. Exactly. So we've, yeah. we've seen the lengthy time travel sequence um, with Wells traveling to 1979 and his landing place, which seems a little bit kind of odd at first, but his landing place is in um, the H.G. Wells Museum. Um, which turns out is now or exhibition. Is exhibition. I do apologise. I think you'll find it. You're fine. <laughs> Travelling exhibition. Exhibition from the British Museum. It says. It quite clearly <laughs> says that on the notice on the front. <laughs> blib blib blab blib blib. Um, so the, the the time. So he lands in what is now San Francisco in the year 1979. Do you think there's a reason Jack the Ripper picked? Sorry, John Leslie picked a uh, November the. 10th 1979 i presume it, it's that it's that kind of like setting it as that weirdness of doing a film in the now which kind of also instantly dates it once that year has gone but i presume it was that for a modern for a modern audience it was this jack it's almost in kind of william castle tingler jack the ripper is loose in this theater now oh i see what yeah don't let william castle do, oh god he would. He would have. He would. He would probably hire serial actual serial to killers, wander yeah. around the theater. You signed a disclaimer starts. saying it's okay if my throat gets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the tingler? Yeah. yeah, I am. But yeah, I guess yeah, he's, that's he's the reason he's now. He's loose in the now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone forward in time. Realized there's been a film made about his time travel escapades in 1979. Yeah, yeah. He traveled to 1980, to... and then he went, oh. They've done a film exactly. with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's dead. It's yeah, come it'll, out, it'll, it'll have been a bit annoyed that they got the year of his murdery stuff wrong, but it'll have gone, mm, fair enough, whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever. Oh, whatever, yeah. it's film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, the time machine appears in the... Well, the time machine's been static, hasn't it? The time machine has been... The time machine hasn't moved. Yeah, okay. How does, there, how there does is... that work? Because <laughs> the time machine's static, but then there's a little note by the time machine that says it was borrowed from the museum of yep. British Museum, where it and it was dug up by workmen two years ago and then moved to in this yep. traveling exhibition to San Francisco. How does the machine? How, does, why how is does that now? How is that? Yeah. Yeah, and also by extension, how does John Leslie do that? As I well? kind of I thought there was something where I think that there was a scene where Wells kind of works out something to do with the rotation of the Earth, 
unless that was him getting it wrong because he's an idiot. But I thought there was a scene where he was working out longitude and latitude and that, that allowing for that time difference that the Earth would have rotated and that's where it lands. He does He does say, like, it's eight hours yeah, ahead, and that's then the reason. And, and they do, he does say that the time machine spins east, yeah. either east or west. Yeah, go but then he could, just, he, he could have just read this. But that no, no. doesn't work. No, that's time and he lock. could have just read the little sign that said it was on loan. Yeah. There's no need for that. Um, really no, the, well, they've weirdly got two explanations for it, and neither of them quite yeah. work. Neither <laughs> of them work. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really great is that, um, <clears throat> did you notice when the time machine appears, it startles a little boy and his mum, and the little boy is Corey Feldman. Yes, I didn't realise that until afterwards. Yeah, that's, that's quite nice. Probably one of his very, if his only, the very first. Amazing. Yeah, nice. I didn't tweak it being him and stuff afterwards. I noticed in credits. And his mum. Oh, OK. Oh, don't know who interesting. Yeah. I had to look, I had to look nice. that up on Wikipedia. Who, who's she? No, <laughs> no idea who she is. <laughs> Time. <laughs> Much really. He, he then gets to wander out. I think he, he goes out of the museum quite quickly. You'd think if you'd landed in a museum or an exhibition, sorry, if you'd landed in an exhibition beholden to you, you would have a right old ruffle and wander around there. Yeah, he, see what they've written about you. Yeah, he just goes or like get your get your mouth sharpie out and go like that's right, that's not right. Just 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 don't, de- just don't agree. Just deface it all. And like the the guard would be like, what you doing, mate? I mean, he wouldn't be doing that because he's in San Francisco, but. No, but what? Yeah, in in the equivalent. I mean, they've got to be in character, and they they got like a East End Bobbies as. Well, they'd, as, have, yeah, um, they'd have Dick Van Dyke security sergeants, uh, yeah, uh, security guards. Yeah, I'd be brilliant if he was played by the same person as the person who found every, every the, other the every, bad murder at the beginning. Every other actor is played every by him. Yeah, because <laughs> they do that sometimes in time travel movies, don't they? Where yes, it's the it, same actors playing lookalike, yeah. but it's actually the same person. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd that might be, be a nice touch, but yeah. they don't do that. No, it's not in it. Um, but he just seemed to exit the exhibition quite quickly. Um, but but that but that's fun. That's fine because it then leads to the kind of like fish out of water kind of scenes of of, uh, of H.G. Wells wandering around modern day. Modern He's a day. pervert though, isn't he? Um, You're referring to the lady in the plastic see-through trousers. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I am. So he's so enamoured by her plastic see-through trousers yep. that uh, he causes two cars to have a crash. Yeah, yeah, but he's not. You know, he's not. He's not expecting those cars. He doesn't. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's not expecting no, he's not, cars no. and stuff. But he's he's quite occupied with looking at the lady with the, the see-through trousers. Yeah, and then just after that, he ogles another couple and all. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they were. Well, all the ladies in Victorian England were being birded by his his best friend, weren't they? So you know. There's not many left. No, <laughs> it was just a, it was just a housekeeper, and nope, that's it. <laughs> no, 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 nope. Just, all, all, all the rest of them were she, gone. She was well. the last woman on earth at that well, point. Certainly not wearing plastic trousers. No, no. So I can understand. I mean, did was that thing in? I, I mean, it seems. Can you, can it you seems, tell me, Andrew, if that was a thing I, in 1979? I, I did some research and I found that the plastic trousers weren't introduced till 1981. So even that's factually inaccurate. Typical. Uh, yeah. Typical. Just this two-year kind of two, three-year inaccuracy that runs right throughout the film, but no, that that does <laughs> that does seem a kind of weird. Of all the fashion items that we've got, we've gone through. You know, if you want to go down that line, we've gone through miniskirts and all that kind of stuff. But instantly, yes. we're in some futuristic see-through trousers. It's an odd. It's yeah. an odd, It's an odd choice. But you are that you are, and 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 Mary Steenburgen makes this clear later on that like the. Era of free love is like is over. That's in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, and certainly the hippie culture has changed by this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh god, you that was that was um, in the end of the sixties, really. But clearly, plastic trousers have not. But they're, but they're wandering around. There's, there's, we get a lot of advertising in. There's an amazing kind of mon- not montage as such, but we're wandering around. I think there's a Doritos ad in the sky. There is it, a Doritos it, ad it, in the it sky. Goes, we go we go into a McDonald's le- leading to McDougal's. The, McDougal's. He presumes it's a Scottish. He presumes it's a Scottish restaurant. Yeah. So good. <laughs> swaps his. Oh swaps, yeah, and there's that guy. His, there's that... He swaps his Coke out for a tea because obviously he's British. Oh, yeah, big a big that, mac and, and a tea. Gonna... Yeah, this is another line I'm going to put in the recording. Okay. Um, the guy at the counter who he, he kind of overhears to like work out how oh. to order food at McDougal's. <laughs> at McDougal's. He's like, uh, big mac and fries to go and a small Coke. <laughs> and he does the same accent. Yes, yeah, yeah. Blend in, blend um, in. Yeah, it's great. Give me a big mac, an order of fries and a small Coke to go, please. 
he gets to marvel at some formica as well in the McDonald's, which is quite nice. He does. He was stroking the formica. I loved the formica. Well, he's, he's, he's been following the plastic trousers, lady. He's now seen. Oh, yeah. He's now seen. He's form- got like. A- Strange plastic obsession. <laughs> we should take note of that, and then maybe later on. <laughs> if it's laminated, HG Wells is all over it. Oh, man. Yeah. It's a nightmare for that. I mean, at least they wipe clean those surfaces. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I should not say things like that. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, and, and if and if you if you were actually wanting to find where somebody was if you'd landed in a future future place how, how would you go about doing it I mean the, the instantly the first thing once you've stopped for your Big Mac and tea at McDougal's um, <laughs> Big Mac fries and tea Big Mac fries and tea yeah um, <laughs> the first I mean, that, next time I go to McDonald's which is never that's uh, so what I'll order <laughs> well, as long as you do it in in that accent yeah 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 Big Mac fries and tea please you know tea. <laughs> Give me a Big Mac, fries, and tea to go, please. Yeah, I, I presume McDonald's must have put a big pile of money on the corner of the um, film studio's <laughs> turntable. <laughs> oh, dear. And, well, and if, they, if they didn't, then I presume every bank in America must have done, because we get, we, get yeah. we get an amazing kind of series <laughs> of montages of every possible bank there is. Um, but if you were looking for Jack the Ripper, who's recently gone to um, the future future world, um, you would you would obviously have to try many 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 banks. You would know that he would go to the um, well established Chartered Bank of London. Um, where else would a would a civilized murderer um, go to um, exchange his money? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's like there's a lot of banking in this film. There's quite isn't a lot there? of banking admin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> load load of banking. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly when there's four micro about. Time! Oh, yeah! What is it doing stuff and things. Listen to me! So while while we're going around, and obviously HG has now got to find some way of, of monetizing himself because the money that he's brought from the past isn't of any use. So this is a bit like last week where we were talking about um, Frankenstein and Bound, ah, where yes. um, does... he had his yes. credit card, yes. didn't he? And he had to pull. He pawns his. <laughs> he pawns his wife's. His wife, car. His, his wife's ready when he's car. Wife. car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what's <laughs> oh, well, so, um, so, so, so what this is this one? The, yeah. So he's taking. He's taking all the money he could steal off his housekeeper along. Yeah, along with her jewelry. Um, so he obviously now goes to a to a pawnbroker's, um, knowing what knowing what that is um, in the future. Um, I presume they would. They would have... uh, no, he sees a jewelry ah, yes, sign, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. So he he he, yeah, so he I, takes that okay. in there to try and exchange for for money, um, and we uh, we then go in there and we have some sort of bartering of kind of like how much is his jewelry worth, and the the guy's trying to sort of barter the guy down, um, and we get six thousand dollars. <laughs> And we get a which which you would think would lead to something, and we get a scene of the guy in the pawnbroker's showing um, the number that's tattooed on his arm. Um, yes, obviously indicating that he's been in a concentration camp, um, which H.G. Wells notices, but would have no reference point of what this is. It's not explained at all in the film. No, and then the film then seems to carry on down the line. Of the guy at the pawnbroker's kind of ripping him off and being penny pinching. Didn't you say it like? Felt, it felt like those two things. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're, some, we're, feed, we're feeding a kind of cliche. There's some cliche. Bad, there's some cliche stereotyping yeah, and racism yeah. going on here. Um, I mean, you would expect that to happen. It, it, it's yeah. an unnecessary extra unnecessary, bit of detail, yeah. unless, unless there's a kind of scene that's missing that's poignantly kind of explaining what that is. Because one of the things that Wells is presuming which we get at the beginning actually um is that he he thinks that the future if the future is as bad as it is in 1893 um once people have worked stuff out he he, he thinks the future will be a utopia he thinks that the, the future world true, will be yeah. full of a socialist yeah utopia, yeah yeah um of just people get why can't we all get along just kind of filled with kind of joy wars wars will be done with and all that kind of stuff so there is kind of room for that the, there's room for comment there, isn't there? That they don't no, take it's up. Tra- it's strange that it's kind of alluded to. So unless there's stuff missing, 
that they did, but I doubt it. Um, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't a barrage load of deleted scenes on the Blu-ray. So, I mean, I mean, and, and probably in reference to that, HG gets very despondent, doesn't he? It's like, oh, racial stereotypes, I've had enough. So he goes to a church. Yes. You think, oh, God, I could sleep here. He says something like, I pray that I can oh, yeah. get through this night. But what's pretty good of the film is the police goes, you can't yeah. sleep here. Yeah, literally, but then he's like, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've found this church. respite, I've found a sanctuary, i found a thing. Can you leave, please? Yeah. We're shutting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah can you leave, up. mate? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, it's yeah. on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> scientists, you say? Get out. <laughs> sky, the sky bully hates a scientist. <laughs> don't, we don't serve your type in here. <laughs> Thick, thickers from 1893, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's something he would recognise, I think, so... But that, yeah, that was, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. I mean, and, and it, but again, nothing said of that, but it's a, that's it's a nice, a, that, that's an, it's quite a sort of pointed. Yeah, that's a nice kind of throwaway little scene that's, that's, yeah, self, self contained yeah. and it hits, hits the, yeah, hits the money. Yeah. yeah. In the morning, he gets back to his banking again, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. So just sleep on a bench. I've forgotten now. Sleeps on a bench. Sleeps on a bench. And then has, uh, has does some more banking. Yeah. Back, back to banking. Yeah. <laughs> back to back banking. <laughs> back to banking. <laughs> So yeah, he goes into the UKSA Bank of England. Yep, Ingerland. Ingerland, and he and he meets uh, Mary Amy. Uh, Mary Amy. Amy Mary. Mary Amy. Yeah. But when he's in there and he goes up to her, he does ask to speak to the gentleman in charge. He does. Yeah, he does. And another we... misogynist. See. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's another example. I mean, he does backtrack that because because he, 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 um, she says, "Well, I am I am the clerk, or I am the, in charge of this particular section." Um, and he then at this goes, point you want to put in uh, Roger Moore going a woman a woman <laughs> I'm looking for Dr Goodhead you just found her a woman but he then kind of goes oh thankfully finally women have been allowed to do the stuff um, so he's kind of like he's alluding to his uh, optimistic why can't we all get along everybody be equal sort of thing why but can't he's, we but, all be friends except <laughs> Jack Ripper except Jack Ripper yeah and and <laughs> she was forgetting yeah yeah um, <laughs> But straight away, she's after him. Oh, she she likes. She fancies him. Yeah. She fancies the deer stalking, uh, time traveling. Who's who's this? Who's this cute bundle of fluff that's just walked through the door? UK weird UK guy <laughs> with a charming face. The freakiest person who. Well, the second freakiest person who's walked in the door that week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's not a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's not very professional of her, is it? Well, well, there's that. The bank obviously has no confidentiality, customer confidentiality, because straight away she's like, oh, the other crazy Englishman? Yeah, oh, yeah. he's, he's yeah, staying no at problem. this hotel. I told yeah. him to go here. Um, That's because she I, fancies him. Yeah, I'll go, yeah. She's, she's... dropped all the sense of security. <laughs> security protocol, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he gets a, uh, after he goes out of the bank and he gets a taxi and he says, like, tell me the fastest you can to the Regent Hyatt hotel or something like that yeah, yeah and there's a scene where just like the guy just like taxi driver speeding down the road nice, i really yeah. like that there's nothing about it there's no, no. outcome it's just really fun but really there's, there's, that. there's also another kind of similar to the mcdonald's thing where he, he sees he sees somebody ha- hailing a cab mm-hmm. so he sees somebody sticking their arm out and doing the cab thing and he's like well i'm gonna do me some of that um, yeah, so he's an idiot, isn't he? So he, he learns by copying like a monkey does. He, he, I just be copy people. Yeah. yeah, he just start be copy people. How am me get place? Yeah. <laughs> get me in taxi speed. Now, now. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is to wherever what is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there was a gag missing there where they could have basically got in the taxi and driven to the other side of the road or something like that. That would have been awesome. Because he obviously he doesn't know where these places are. He says, Take me to the blah blah hotel. And he could have just he could have just driven to the next building or something. That would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> like the, the taxi driver looked around and go, what? What? Yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, I need to get there as fast as possible. And he's like 100 meters down on the other yeah, side. Just another you you're not here from you are, sir. You're not from around here. You an out of towner? Yeah. 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 You fucking yeah. idiot. That'll oh, be $20. Yeah, you're the second crazy English person yeah. this week who's got <laughs> yeah. in the cab and this guy this. earlier on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best day taxi driving I've had for a long time. Yeah, any more of you English over here? <laughs> That'd be amazing. See, that's a much better scene already. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll write to, to Nicholas Mayer and see if he can add that into yeah, his... I mean, his, he's, still, he's still alive, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, into yeah. his 15th version of, um, yeah, the edit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> edit 15. <laughs> the the taxi driver edit. <laughs> yeah. 
Now with sorry, now Robert De Niro as the Invisible Man. <laughs> now with thirty seconds of new footage, <laughs> seamlessly edited in George Lucas style. <laughs> yeah, so he, he turns up at, at, at the hotel, and um, John Leslie opens the door. Yeah, and he says something like, "You're the last person on earth I expected," and it's like, really? <laughs> That's the absolute polar opposite of the last person on earth. Yeah. Who no, else? Knowing, knowing full well he didn't have the, the non-return key that the machine's exactly. gone back. Who, who else would have been like, <gasps> like less, <laughs> less expected? Was he expecting than, actual John Leslie? Actual John Leslie to turn up. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or one by one, all the Blue Peter presenters um, to turn up at his hotel right. door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's John Nooks. <laughs> the 16 cut of this movie. <laughs> two hours extra. The blue the blue Peter. the whole history of <laughs> the blue, blue presenters. Blue Peter special edition version. Oh, that's horrific. <laughs> uh, that makes me almost feel sorry for Jack Ripper. <laughs> and, and all the animals as well. So not just the presenters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Shep. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you here. I mean, yeah. Doesn't that look like the one that's, that actually died? Yeah, they, they did swap animals out, I think, didn't they, as well? They would, yeah, Be- yeah, before yeah. they started fessing up to the that's audience. True. Yeah, that's yeah. True. <laughs> and um, John Leslie's saying how awful, uh, you know, this is the perfect time for me. How yes. awful is, is modern society? It's the usual thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a nightmare. This horrible. I mean, no less horrible than, more horrible than 1893s. From the, from, the, from the person who murders people on the way to dinner This parties. is from the bloke that eviscerates women. Before a game of chess and, and some nice um, port, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then, then on the TV, they have this, like they, they do this very often in films, Flash Gordon springs to mind, um, where they <clears throat> it shows like scenes, footage of tanks and war and yes. you know Hitler and stuff like that. So oh, and, human- isn't humanity terrible? And Looney Tunes and Looney Tunes cartoons and Looney Tunes cartoons <laughs> yeah. and Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. really that's like, a bit harsh. Like, 1979, they still hadn't got over that. I mean, I know it's fashionist guitar, but that's not the same. No, as yeah. as, as, as trying to take over the world. <laughs> with a with a racist ideology. That's how it starts though, isn't it? You smash up a musical instrument, next thing you know, you know. Next thing you know, you're invading Poland. Time. Mysteries and dreams. Listen to me. He does he does do the kind of the, the fantastic line though, doesn't he? When he's kind of talking to um Wells about um, how he's relishing this kind of new world. Um, the line that's kind of um, 90 years ago, I was a freak, um, but now I'm an amateur is, is a is a fantastic line as as um, Dr. John Leslie Stevenson is kind of like going, I'm home sort of thing. But if HG was a proper scientist, he would say, oh, actually, I'll fit it's 86 years, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he could be do maths in but his head. Not. No, yeah, he, can't, he, can't. he can't do maths in his <laughs> no, he head. <laughs> He hasn't got the he hasn't got his uh, yeah, housekeeper with him to do the maths for him. Yeah, but you sent, sent his housekeeper to chase Jack the Ripper. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a better movie. Just occasionally we flick back to to H.G. Wells looking confused in his own apartment. Yeah, just yeah. sort of flicking peanuts across a table or something. Sat at, sat at the table waiting for food that doesn't come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder where she is. I'm getting a bit hungry. <laughs> But the but this the scene itself, whether in the hotel room, um, actually reminded me of again that ninety years ago I was a freak. Now I'm an amateur and stuff. It reminded me of the scene in the book version of From Hell, where where the ripper where the ripper has that astral projection of the serial oh, killers to follow amazing. him. Amazing, yeah. But that, but that, that scene kind of reminded, of yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, this this scene like kind of was into the future. Kind of reminded me of that of that kind of like. I'm sure this film would be part of. Adam Moore's research. Oh, good, yeah, it was seen because yeah. you know it, we love this film for a start. I know, yes. yeah, that's a fact. yeah, yeah. He's very been very vocal on that. You know, he doesn't like a lot of his films or a lot of films anyway, does he? No, he likes his own films doesn't like his own films. He doesn't like anything. He doesn't like anything. <laughs> it just, it just. I know it's not the, I know it's not the same, but the essence of it's it really felt... not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that nice. It was just that nice kind of touch of kind of here I am, I'm home. Versus, I mean, obviously, in, the, in From Hell. Yeah, is, and that, is... that's why it's really annoying that they've got this heavy-handed stuff with Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, 79 as well. And when did Hendrix die? I mean, that's yeah, kind pretty of... pretty close, right? Yeah. 
Was well, he already dead? He's well dead, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, so it's hardly his fault, is it? He died in 1970. Someone's got a beef about Hendrix then. Somebody's still... Maybe... Maybe maybe he's like, oh, he didn't play that gig that I wanted. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I ate him. I ate him now. Yeah. Nick, Nick Mayer. Nick, is it Nicholas Mayer? Nick, Nicky Mayer, yeah. Nicky Mayer is like, oh, I ate Hendrix. Maybe, maybe, maybe you used to make guitars and you just can't stand kind of like yeah, people smashing them up and something, but it's still, it's still a beef uh, ten, 10 years later after the poor guy's I dead. Mean, around that time, there's a lot more to have a beef about, isn't there? I mean, there's all of disco. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, disco's quite prominent in this film, so... You well, know, uh, yeah. well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Which is why Jack the Ripper's attracted to it. Oh, yeah. Serial killers and dance and disco music. Yeah. Oh. Hand in hand. Oh, so they uh, they go out and have a chase around San Francisco to like, it's really beautifully shot. Like it's, it's great chasing chasing him through the streets and this kind of really modern architecture. The whole thing just just was basically running around like a shopping yeah, centre. Like and a good chase. <laughs> but but again, that's one of those things in this film that I wouldn't cut it in a modern film. No, can you that can imagine that in a, in a in a in a summer. But not mar- even mar- shot like this either. It would be all like all parkour oh. and stuff, wouldn't it? Oh god, yeah. We can imagine this in a in a Marvel-esque kind of summer blockbuster of like two, two people just chasing each other around Meadow Hall or something, or a shopping <laughs> a shopping centre. But that's basically now what's I happening. I would watch that. Yeah, but I, that... Iron Man and um, <laughs> Mephisto. Let's call him Mephisto. My My Fisto. My Fisto. <laughs> Iron Man and My Fisto ch- chasing each other around Meadow Hall. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, that's a good film. Yeah, even Taika a... Waititi didn't do that. Crash, crash, black leather, black leather, kill, kill, kill. I got that fee. 